right. Yeah, let's hear it. So, ready for this one. <laughs> yeah. So my name's Kevin Thompson, retired chief petty officer. Uh, my food bar story is took place in 1994. I was on the USS Essex ship's company, and we deployed uh, with the 13th Mew. And so we're on the very first maiden deployed, you know, deployment for that ship. So a lot of high-profile, you know, visibility for that deployment. It was the first uh, deployment for the LHD class on the West Coast. The first one was the WASP, and it was on the, West, on, on the East Coast. So anyway, we deploy. We pull into Singapore. We've been deployed about a month and a half or so, something like that. So we're in Singapore, and I was real familiar with Singapore, the base, and if any of y'all have ever been to Singapore, yeah. Terror Club. from the main gate to get back to the piers, it's a hike because they don't allow taxis to bring you on to the base and, and, yeah. and take you all the way back to the ship. So they just drop you off at the main gate and you got to hoof it. So I'm coming back to the ship, me and this other fellow I was with, and it's like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we're cutting through a couple of the warehouses in the supply, you know, down by the base, um, there's these big long supply warehouses and there's a shortcut to get to the pier. We didn't stay on the main road. So we're walking along and we stopped because my buddy had to, you know, take a break, <coughs> use the bathroom. And I'm standing there and I see this fellow over by the, there's like a drainage ditch over there. And he was all hunched over and obviously in distress or whatever you want to call it. So I wasn't gonna leave, you know, leave someone behind. So I go over to him, hey buddy, What's going on? You on the ship? And he looks up at me, and right away I knew who it was. It was, it was the. Uh, how should I say this? <laughs> <laughs> the person in charge of all the Marines on board. The highest person it could have been. So if you guys can, if you guys can figure that one out. The CEO. It was, it, <laughs> Some brass. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Thirteenth Mew himself. Oh. And the funny thing is, I saw him earlier that night in town, sitting by himself, having a drink. And so we invited him over to our table. Said, hey, come have a drink with us, sir, you know. He's like, sure, no problem. So he didn't. He only stayed for like two drinks. And then he left. We left. No big deal. Well, he couldn't walk too well. So I start, we start walking him gingerly back to the, to the ship. And uh, by the time, it was still a good 500 yards or so back to the ship. So by the time we got halfway there, his feet were dragging. So I was like, fine, that's enough of this crap. So I just picked him up and put him in the fireman carrier and just started humping him. Yeah. So on the LHD like that, a big ship, you have two quarter decks. You have officer's quarter deck and you have the enlisted brow and the officer's brow. Right? So I take him straight to the officer's brow, got him on my shoulder, get to the bottom of it, and there's a lieutenant on watch up there. He's like, Thompson, what the hell are you doing? You can't bring his, sorry up here, you know. So I turned around. I said, hey, lift his head up. And he saw who it was. He's like, you know. You can swear in here. It's oh, okay. He went, oh, shit. He's like, get him up here. What are you waiting on? <laughs> so I carry him up the brow. And, of course, within 90 seconds, there was about four Marines that show up. And they took him from me. And one of them was a first lieutenant or something like that. And he goes, what's your name? Who do you work for? And blah, blah, blah. And you didn't see wow. shit tonight, right? Yeah. So, I just brought a guy back to the ship, you know. That's all I did. I don't know who he is. I don't know nothing. <laughs> right? And then uh, the next day, 
the CMC and some lieutenant colonel and uh, a bunch of people came to my office. I'm like, where's this Thompson guy at? I'm like, uh, right here. He's like, what happened last night? I'm like, nothing happened last night. I went out and drank, came back to the ship. And the CMC's just standing back there with his arms crossed, staring at me like, told you. Because <laughs> at the time I was a first class, I wasn't a chief. And he goes, nothing else happened last night? I'm like, no, sir, I had a good time. I mean, I ain't going to go into all the details, but I came back to the ship and hit my rack. That's, that's all I know. Yeah. And the CMC's like, told you. <laughs> like, in other words, I knew he wasn't going to talk, right? <laughs> so, anyway, that's one of my FUBAR moments from oh, a 21-year awesome. career. So. That's pretty good. Cheers. And I never told anyone else that, sto- I mean, on the ship, you know, yeah. then. I've told tons of people since. <laughs> at the time, I didn't tell anyone else. Yeah. So It kind of made a difference in, I don't know if it made a difference in my advancement, but it made a difference on that deployment because yeah. I walked around golden for the whole deployment. Actually, I got sent on two advanced beach stats after that, like when we went to uh, the Dubai and the, the Persian Gulf. We were there for the holidays. So me and my lieutenant and, and my division, we got sent in two weeks early to set up the, you know, the arrival of the ship and the whole ARG, so to speak. And uh, there's no way they'd ever pick me if I had not <laughs> No, there's no way. Anyway, they did. So, yeah, that's my first food bar for you. All right. So, cheers. Wow. cheers. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Right. That was a good one. Good one. Yeah? Yeah, that was a good one. 13 mu. Oh, yes, probably no one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to look at my cruise book. This what year was this? 1994. He had been telling me all year, he had been telling me about uh, this place in Baja, California called San Felipe. So... I'm young. We're both young. We're both dumb. All we went down with was, I think, like 50 bucks each and a box of Nestle Crunch Bars each that, that we're, supposed to, we're supposed to sell for fundraising for uh, the cross-country team. So we, uh, it was supposed to be like a, a six-hour trip, but this is way back before Google and all that and before Maps and... Uh, well, not maps, but, like, online maps. Right. And, and yeah, we, we weren't smart enough to, to get a real map. We, uh, so we crossed. I remember we crossed the border at noon, and we were supposed to get to San Felipe by 6 at the latest. But he said, short notice, he said he, he knows of a shortcut that was going to cut, like, an hour or two hours off the trip. So I'm, I'm young, and I'm fearless. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's go. And uh, so we're driving, we're down, we're driving, and uh, we take the we take the shortcut, and we're driving, we're driving. Next thing you know, sun is set, and this is summertime, you know. So we had been driving for like nine hours already, and uh, we're starting to get worried. We're running out of gas, we're we're hungry, and we're in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. Next thing you know, we see this like little silhouette of of like a barn. And, and the farmhouse. So we, we go to the farmhouse, we knock on the door, and all of a sudden, like, the whole family, and then some, there's like 12 people come to the door, and they're like, da 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 And we're like, oh, shit. We don't know any Spanish. <laughs> like, between myself and between him, we knew maybe like 10, 20 words. So we're trying to piece together, you know, we're trying to piece together, uh, 
necesitas, gasolina, you know, we're trying to like piece together words. And then finally they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you need gas. So they went, they had gas, it was foremost, they had gas. They fill up our tanks and we gave them 20 bucks and we, we get on the road. Next thing you know, we're driving for hours and hours and hours again. And it's like 2 a.m. I'm like, hey, we got to stop. You know, even if it's the side of the road, we need to stop. We need to get some sleep. My buddy's like, no, keep going. And then next thing you know, we see a silhouette of a city. We get to the city, but it's, it's an abandoned ghost town. There's nobody in the city at all. So I'm, I'm like, all right, well, we made it here. We got we to gotta stop. He's like, all right. But I'm like, we have to find a, a church. Let's find a church. We find a church, and I'm trying to get him to go inside, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't step foot inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we ended up sleeping in the car. We slept in the car, and then I woke up to him screaming. There was coyotes on the on the car. But <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. I know the difference between a coyote and a wolf. He's from San Diego. He never knew. He's like, oh, wolf, 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 and he's screaming. I'm like, dude, it's fine. Honk the horn. They take off, and then we we continue driving the next day. We drive up into the mountains, and then we, we reach the pinnacle, and we, when we reach the peak, we could finally see we had made it to the San Felipe. You know, a day later, and we're supposed to get there in six hours. Oh, wow. We drive down, yeah, we drive down, we, um, we go right to the beach, and they have this little uh, tiki hut. <coughs> little tiki hut, and there's a bar. <coughs> there's a full bar set up. And my buddy, he knows. I don't know. But he, he knows. He's like, hey, just follow me. He goes to the bar, orders a drink. I'm like, what is this? And uh, bartender's, bartender says to me, what would you like? I'm like, I'm only 15. He says, amigo, if you have money in your pocket <laughs> and you can see over the bar, you're good to go, amigo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Famous last words. This always happens to me in Mexico. That was the last thing I remember. <laughs> wow. That was your first drunk. Yeah, first first time getting drunk, first time in Mexico. Next thing I know, I wake up. Both of us are sleeping on the beach. Water's coming up to our oh, wow. up to our knees, and we're looking around. We got no money left. <laughs> we got no money left, and no gas. His so caveat to the story too. His parents were preachers, so he oh, didn't tell wow. them. And they would have killed him. And and my dad, my dad, he would have said, well, I already already know. He would have told me, hey, you found your way down there. You got to find your way back. So I didn't even bother. But uh, we had, all we had left were were those two boxes of Nestle Crunch Bars. We woke up, of course, we're hungover. So we went around. First thing we did is we went around town checking with the restaurants to see if they would trade us Nestle Crunch Bars for, for breakfast. (laughs) <laughs> Finally, we found a restaurant that, that agreed to it. We traded a box of Nestle Crunch Bars, and we both got full-on full on breakfast. Yeah. And one. then uh, we still had to get back to the, <coughs> to the U.S. So we did the same thing. We went to the gas stations around, and we finally found a gas station that loved Nestle Crunch Bars. And they said, yeah, we'll fill your tank up, and we'll give you a map so you know how to get back. And, uh, <laughs> what year was this? That was... 1994. Yeah, I want to say 94-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's my first uh, Mexico food bar You story. won't make it out. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you made it back. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, and did cool. the parents have something to say, or did they even know? He never told his parents. He never told his parents? I told my dad about 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and he's told me exactly what I knew he would have told me. He says, yep, I would have just left you down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. All right, so if no one else has uh, any FUBOR stories, we'll, we'll move on to uh, the next one. I'm not